Hey, 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 everyone. It's B-Rad Celebrity Hairstylist, one of your hosts for the, uh, I want to say welcome. Welcome to the groundbreaking 12-week live podcast series that delves deep into the heart of the hairdressing world, promising to change the way you you view you and your salon experience forever. Hosted by the dynamic duo of myself and Mariana, two seasoned hairstylists with a passion for innovation and authenticity. This podcast is your guide to unlocking the power of change from the inside out. With candid live discussions, expert insights, and a touch of humor, myself and Mariana create a safe and inspiring space for listeners to embrace change, boost their self-esteem, and unlock their true potential. Are you ready to step into a world where hairdressing is more than just a service, but a path to personal growth and empowerment? Join me and Mariana on this new series and be part of the movement that's changing the hair industry from the inside out. Your journey to renewed confidence and self-discovery starts here. So today we're working on episode five. So we're already, can you believe it? We're already a third way through. So this is episode number five. And so we talked the last four about the body. Today, we're going to shift our focus and we're going to talk about the psychology of hairdressing. So the world of hairdressing is more than just scissors and styling tools. It's a captivating study of human psychology. As a hairdresser, you become a confidant, a therapist, a magician, all rolled into one. You're entrusted with the stories that that clients carry in their hearts, the unspoken dreams, and the silent struggles. You see the transformation unfold, not only in their hair, but also in their spirits. The psychology of hairdressing is an intricate dance of trust and transformation, where simple haircut can boost confidence, mend a broken heart, or celebrate a new beginning. It's all about understanding not just hair textures, but also the intricacies of individual personalities, needs, and understanding not just the hair textures, also the intricacies and individual personalities, needs, and desires. It's a profession that fuses artistry and empathy, leaving a lasting impression on both the mirror and the soul. So beyond the chair and the salon, Hairdressing is a beautiful journey into the Yumi psychic, psyche, where every snip, every color, every style, every brush stroke in a portrait of self-expression and self-discovery. So let's get started. So in the comments, if you can say where you're from, um, you know, where you're from, say hi, put your questions, your comments all in there. Make sure to share this live um, so that they know on the social media platforms that you're enjoying our content. So as you're writing that, also think about uh, what are three words that come to your mind when you think of psychology or psychology of hairdressing. Uh, let us know. Please feel free to comment and chat. Uh, in the comments. Uh, so let's go. So let's welcome our host here, Mary Anna, who's been with us since day one. Can you believe we're already a third way through? <laughs> I, know. I know when I was preparing for today, I was just like, wow, we're already up to change agent in Evolve. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm just like, wow, this is how quick this shifts. Yeah. The moves so I know. Quick, I guess. <laughs> Twelve months is like boom gone. <laughs> yeah, and it's already been a month, so four four weeks. So we're soon going to be. So we're doing today, and then we'll be at halfway through next week. 
So it's mm -hmm. already going quickly. So we've already talked about the body. So now we're, we're talking about psychology. So to me, when I think about psychology, or if you look at the first four letters, psych, first five letters, psycho. <laughs> but to me, it kind of really talks about the mind. So we're moving from the mind. Uh, we're moving from the body into the mind. So I'll let you kind of start off, Mariana, and let's dive deep into this week's topic. Thank you, Brad. It's so great to be here. This is actually starting to warm up, I'm feeling now, where it's sort of like mm -hmm. right, the juicy bit, you know, of, of why we do, why people, why, why hairdressers specifically have chosen to do this, this job. Mm -hmm. and, and and understanding the psychology behind why, what has informed us to do the work that we do is super important. So I want to go all the way back to how the culture of our industry was created. And I don't believe if we don't understand our roots and if we don't understand the foundations from which something was birthed, from which something was curated and cultured out of we really don't have foundation and we don't we can't build structure we can't build form out of that so you know originally hairdressers were barbers that's 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 our history and this is part of the psychology of understanding how we have evolved to become hairdressers to this day and barbers were actually known a little bit of trivia here about it Barbers were actually known to be the surgeons of their towns. They used to do things like bloodletting and they used to actually do minor um, surgical um, procedures on their clients and they were esteemed and highly revered in society. They were actually part of high society back in the day. And we're talking about 2,400 years ago. This is when it all started and then through the ages it's actually esteemed until um, the doctors came over and they actually pulled away from the, the ability, I suppose, from hairdressers, from barbers being able to do those roles in terms of surgical roles. And then that's where the split happened. And I want to actually go to the fracture, the fracture that happened because we went, we, we actually rose, we were, an empowered industry, the frontliners of society. People mm -hmm. came to the barbers to get their hair done, but more importantly, they came when they had ailments and they were unwell and they needed bloodletting and they needed all these things, whatever was available for them at the time in terms of their awareness of availability, the barbers took care of. And the fracture in the psychology of our industry happened when the, um, the medical profession took over that power mm. from barbers. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then they dropped in the eye, psychologically dropped in the eye of, of society. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And they couldn't, like, as I say, because even in school, like, we didn't learn. And when you found what kind of power we had from the beginning, like using leeches, so a client would come in, they were bitten by a snake, you go to a barber, they put the leeches on, and the, the leech would do the bloodletting and suck out the poison. Right. right. So it wasn't just about it wasn't just about haircutting. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize the history and the beginning, where did we start? 
and where we are now and how we are evolving. And I know you're going to jump deeper into that, but yeah. could many, like say anybody watching, could you imagine yourself now having a client come in and you're putting leeches on them? Mm. So, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And that's part of your profession because that's you're right. there to cure all, so to speak the 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 ailments and especially too we we especially speaking of the side psychology of hairdressing we do have a uh, power with the mind when clients come in because clients come in to feel better right and that is part of our i think um you know essence that we do that we also provide in our in our rituals in our services um that sort of thing so i'll let you carry on mariana and this is gonna this is so exciting and i love anything to do with psyche i love anything to do with the mind i just like to get in there like really deep i suppose that's the reason why i became a therapist because mm -hmm. um when i realized that um in order to do this job this role this career appropriately and actually meet it responsibly I needed to be qualified at what I was doing I needed to have the understanding behind me to hold that kind of container to take mm -hmm. responsibility for the human interaction that I was actually engaged with because it was so much more than their hair from that moment that I had with a client having a nervous breakdown in my chair and that's what alerted me to the awareness of the responsibility that hairdressers have in their chair so going back to that fracture moment, mm -hmm. I want to go back to that story. Um, and that is like the fracture in the hairdressing, in the, in, in the psyche of our industry has happened like 2,400 years ago. It's been going on for a very long time, this fracture. And over mm -hmm. the years, over the centuries, the demise of our industries, I suppose, um, stature, ability and stature has actually dropped and dropped and dropped. And now in Australia, hairdressers are actually below the pay, the pay grade of a butcher. Mm -hmm. So here we are like over a whole vast array of a length of time where we actually dropped from being esteemed people in society to our pay grade actually being dropped below mm -hmm. a butcher's rate. And I'm not, trying to downgrade a butcher, but I'm just saying butchers are dealing with dead carcasses and we're dealing mm -hmm. with people. There's a lot more responsibility on our plate that we're dealing with and that is how society is now seeing us. So if we're going to look at the psychology of why in the collective consciousness of why this has evolved and we have actually become the way that we've become, where I'm going to bring in here a little bit where We've actually been, we're expected to still play out those roles that we were playing out forever ago, but mm -hmm. looked upon at a much lower, I suppose, pressured, um, I'm just trying to find the right words, um, pressured and also um, stressed to show up in these areas as in being a therapist, being a counsellor, mm -hmm supporter being a social guide director like all of these things that we do with our clients and not understanding the psychology behind what it is that we're really doing and why mm -hmm. it is that we fall into and this is just a synopsis and we'll get into it but why it is that we fall into emotional labor what does emotional labor mean 
what why do we why do we actually fall into um, compassion fatigue? What is compassion fatigue? What what happens in the psyche when we're in that kind of state? So, mm-hmm. mm, little bit for you now. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I'm fatigue. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what it is. I think with the, I'll just bring in one of our Facebook. Uh, uh, viewers, there. Hello there. So hi. We can't see your name, hi. but if you put your name beside. Um, so today we're talking about the psychology of hairdressing, which has been deep and interesting. We're going back to the beginning when we started as barbers who bloodlet um, with leeches, things like that. But I believe too we have been facing this system that has kind of changed us from having those roles of being esteemed to where if you look in the 50s, I think their concept of the hairstylist was if you couldn't get a real job, become a beautician because it didn't really take any skill or any talent. You know, and and that's obviously not true because anybody in the in the the business, we're dealing with live people, we're dealing with chemicals, we're dealing with you know, skin and body, especially if you are an esthetician or you do any type of body work or even working with a person in their hair. Um, there's a lot. And and being fatigued, I think we have a lot that's put on us that we don't even realize. So we talked about that in the first four episodes about the body. But yes, it, it, it labors on the body, but also on your mind as well. And I think a lot of people don't even think about that part. They, they know they're fatigued. They just don't know why because they haven't. And, and my thing is always think about what you're thinking about. So if you're thinking about what you're thinking about, then you know what you don't know. And the more you don't know, the more you know is the more you don't know. But the same with that, with the fatigue as well, if you kind of journaling, which is a great, um, is a great way to relieve a lot of those tensions, a lot of those burdens, that sort of thing. Um, and just say a Facebook user, we have more skills than many other industries. We do it all. And that's true. We do. We do so much that's on us for very little. And I want to address why. And I think too, by being esteemed and going from somebody who, if you can't get a real job, do this and also being paid less, that has an effect as well. Because a lot of times, some I'm in Canada, but I know in the US, a lot of times they'll pay their employees lower because they believe the clients should pay you in tips to make up your wages. Mm-hmm. So then you have stylists now that are not only, you know, doing the best they can because a lot more is demanded now, I believe, of hairstylists than ever before. And we have to do it efficiently. We have to do it accurately. We have to do it, you know, you're, and you're on a schedule. A lot of times if you work for someone else, you have that pressure of doing somebody every 30 minutes, sometimes every 15 minutes working at a corporate salon that causes a lot of fatigue because you have now the next person, next person, and you have to be bang on every single time with that person. So there's no complaints that come in that it doesn't matter if it's a screaming kid. It doesn't matter if somebody has matted hair. It doesn't matter if they have hair down to their waist and they want a balayage. You have to be able to perform that within a certain period of time and accurately and charge accordingly to what, you know, the standards your shop say. Plus, you're also dependent now on tips to feed your family, to take your vacations, to buy the car, to buy the gas, to get to work. 
to, <laughs> to pay for your car, to pay for the gas, to get to work. So it's this endless cycle. And I think that's part of that fatigue is this endless cycle that keeps looping uh, for us in the beauty industry. Any I, more thoughts? Oh, no, I, there's so many more thoughts. We're just beginning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> warmed up. You and I would take mm. about 20 minutes usually. I'm sort mm -hmm. of sitting there about four minutes off that like, yeah. let's go. Um, yeah, it, it's there's so many layers to it. And like in Evolve, we really unpack the whole body of what really goes on mentally and, and psychologically for us, not just on a personal level, but on, on an interactive level that goes on between us and a client. But on a personal level, it's like I want to bring in here into this, into the thought stream between us is like, what does it take for you to prepare for your day? You know, on a psychological level, like what mm -hmm. elements, like if hairdressers take a look and see what it takes for them to prepare psychologically to start their day, like they're going into the salon. I just want to bring it into some real realness here. Like you're going into mm -hmm. the salon, you're preparing, you're putting on your clothes, doing your hair, you're getting to the salon. What does it take for you to sort of like step into the salon and go, okay, I'm on. What does that on mean for mm -hmm. you? I want to really start posing this because this is the psychology. This is what we've actually, the program, the thought processes, the, the preparation that goes on on the mental plane that actually prepares us to step into the, the, the salon plane and mm -hmm. how we hold that space and do we understand all the aspects and the and the and the characteristics that we need to actually attain which is let's just take for instance as an example being a therapist for our clients which <laughs> i don't know a hairdresser that's not really mm -hmm. everybody that i've spoken to has listened to their clients woes and troubles and stories but how do you hold that how do you prepare for that what do you put in place? What awareness do you have that you put in place that prepares you for that kind of engagement? Because as a therapist, if I'm not doing hair and I'm just holding space with a client, I need to actually be in a centered state. I need to prepare my body, my mind, my spirit, my emotions, my energy to actually enter a space with another person. We're talking about transference and resonance here. So there's another side. The psychology is actually kicking in here of how we hold space with another person. And I'm just like, I, this is the, this is just this is what's going on in the salon. But energetically, if we go back to the last podcast we did, and we were talking about the energy body. The, the transference that goes on, the energetic transference that goes on between us and a client, what do we do for ourselves to prepare to hold that kind of space? And then if you're not aware of the transference that goes on between you and a client, what do you do with everything that you've taken on board? So these are like, this is, the, this is, this is what I want to focus on with the psychology because it's relevant to to everybody listening to this because they're in the salon and you know studying it in, even further is evolve but like just let's take a look at what goes on with that dynamic today with the psychology so that they can whoever's listening can take this information and put it into the salon immediately and it's like oh I can actually start bringing in awareness with oh what does it take for me to prepare for my day what 
what what what does happen to my body when a client is actually client dumping information dumping on me yeah and expecting me to show up as their therapist when I don't have the skills and the tools and the knowledge for that and then what do I do with that what happens to me what happens to my nervous system what happens to my stress levels what happens to my mind what is mine and what is theirs do we know what is ours and what is theirs at the end of the day um, am I am I am I actually self-medicating to numb that out at the end of the day like this is a psychology this is actually this is what this is like if we pull apart the brain this is what's going on inside in terms of why the energetic body will be out of place the emotional body will be out of place the sensory body is not listening properly it's not actually communicating properly and your physical body breaks down so let's let's look at from the psychology let's go backwards now from the energy emotional sensory and the physical body because at the end this dumping that goes on between you and a client actually shows up in physical ailments later on in your career. Might not be at the beginning, you know, when you're in the first 10 years, the first decade, but we're talking about one, two, three, four decades, five decades of doing this work. And then eventually that takes a toll on what shows up in the physical body. And when it gets to the physical body, it's like it's infested into your system, into your bloodstreams, into your cells, into like that energy, that unconscious, unaware energy that you've taken on from other clients, that actually manifests through your physical ailments later on in your, in your career. So us having this conversation together at the moment is about if you're like it, the first 5, 10, 20 years of your career, 20 years of your career, this is actually something, if you're listening to this now, wow, I wish I had this information when I began my career mm -hmm. 40 years ago. You know, like I would have done things so differently. I'm still dealing with a shoulder injury from hairdressing and I stopped doing hair commercially 20 years ago and I'm still dealing with a left shoulder um, injury from blow drying, <laughs> actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and this is something I have to live with. And do you want to live with it? Like, is it worth, and I, I, I know I'm like having a very loose conversation, but like these are really important points. Is you sacrificing your mind, your body, your spirit, your emotions, your energy, is it worth to make someone's hair look good? Mm -hmm. What is the worth of that? Yeah, and I think there's, I mean, a lot of it's with setting boundaries and stuff, but a lot of it too, you set your intention when you come in. We've talked about this before about, you know, checking yourself out, you know, in the before you come in, set yourself because a lot of us, we, we, we carry a lot of psychological stuff we don't realize. And you know, you haven't got rid of it because once you get home, you're like, I've had a day, I need a drink. So obviously, if you need a drink, you haven't gotten rid of that energetic or that that psychological dialogue that you've had during the day, what's been put on you. Um, that's been <laughs> caring. Uh, something just happened. Oh, well, okay. 
<laughs> we are live. We are live. So, yeah. so Mary Jo Flowers home said, never thought about it that way because there is so much. And if you miss the first four on the body, everything that's in our mind does manifest physically in some ailment or some way, because you, a lot of times you think, how come my, you know, back is always hurting. How come I always have this? Why is this always tensed up? You know, part of it is the way we stand over the sink or behind the chair. But a lot of it, too, if you're getting a lot of stuff from a client or people around you or your own th psycho uh, psych psychological thoughts, that can, too, that can stiffen you up as well. And all of a sudden now you're like, I'm in all this tense mode, you know, sort of thing that you never thought about before. But we also carry a lot more now. I think than we ever did before. We have more that we have to deal with outside of work. And then we have more to deal now with inside of work. So you have those two worlds that are colliding. So what are you doing? What kind of intention are you setting? What type of, um, like I said, are you setting any boundaries for your, your mental, mental thought, mental state? And like Mariana said, is it worth it? Is it worth it? those hours or that income to take on, you know, all this stuff. Like, you know, clients are going to talk to you, but who leads the conversation? Is mm -hmm. it you, the client being able to dump all over, or is it you that's going to guide the conversation into a professional way of the tools and services you offer that will give them the best outcome? So are we, as I say, like we have many hats or like I read in the beginning, like we're a psychiatrist, we're this, we're that, we're, we wear more hats than just, I do hair. We don't just, I do hair anymore. We do so much more than, than, than that. You know what I mean? But yet that's what ex is expected. And if we know during the lockdowns where, especially here in, you know, Canada, we were, we we're basically told that we were not. Uh, um, we were not as a necessity. We were not a, you know what I mean? Like, especially in a world where we change people's lives, literally, um, not only, not only through hair, but with their mind, having to feel better, things like that. But, but basically, um, for us in our industry and around the world, we were basically told that, you know, we're not essential. So now you think, okay, I'm not essential. I have all the training. I have all the stuff. I'm not. So the government said, uh, it said, I'm not essential. So then again, when your clients come in, like does being not essential make you feel great or does it make you feel not? And like, yeah, like, um, Jose hair and beauty, you're like, hello. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> a, I know you're not saying it that way, but hello, hello, hello should be like a wake up call for you. Hello. When you look in the mirror, let's 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 wake up and and know why we got into this this business know know where we came from know our roots know our heritage not just what the tools and skills are but where did the beauty industry come from where did the we started as barbers you know and then we branched out from there but but we're what i think what we want to do with this with this podcast is with Mary and I is show people how to evolve or how we are evolving or, you know, I mean to, to reclaim your power as a stylist, because we really do have a lot of power as professionals. I think we just lost it somewhere along the way. I agree with you. 
I totally, totally. This, this is, this is, this is the reason why. And and there's, there's, there's. It's a double-edged sword right now because it's, it's great that we're here. It's great that we've actually come to this point in our industry, because if we hadn't have come to this point, change wouldn't have actually been called upon us to step up like you and I and so many other people that are stepping up right now and actually showing up with bringing change and awareness to how to do things differently. But I also want to, like, I want to, I want to talk about, like, every industry, every single industry, whether you're a doctor or a lawyer or a, a therapist or whatever. I, I know I'll, I'll speak on, on my own personal story. When I became a therapist, I had to understand the roots of where all the different therapy, the therapy um, procedures the um the tools the skills the roots of where they came from who was the originator who was the originator of that created this these foundational skills and tools for us and what we've missed is that we've actually gotten so caught up hairdressers have gotten so caught up with the fashion world we've gotten so caught up with making that blonde the perfect balayage and mixture of foils and all the rest of it with with the butterfly cut and and we've done we've we've so over dramatized and 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 um filtered um hair that what's happened is that it's actually become elusive and unimportant. It's taken away the role, the understanding, the foundational skills of what it takes to do the work we do because we're working with people. We're not, it's not like a client gives you their head, takes off their head and it gets put on a mannequin like, piece and you do the hair for them and they take their head back and put it on and then it's disassociated with the person and it's it's the same with you you're not disassociated from who you are as a human being when you go to work your whole essence your whole being shows up on that salon floor it shows up on that salon floor. So you can't hiding parts of yourself or most of yourself and putting on a suit to be a hairdresser, that is a psychological split. Mm. And I want to actually come into how psychological splits happen for hairdressers and how dangerous they are. Like when they go home, when they come into the salon, they put on their hairdresser's outfit and when they leave the salon, they take off their hairdresser's outfit and they become Joe or they become Mary or they become whoever they are who's got children and a husband and a wife and, 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 and a whole lot of other things that are going on back there that they actually have to convert into, transform into, step into, take over. Now, this psychologically is actually called a split. And if we're if I'm looking at somebody and I'm they're sitting in my chair and they're actually having to put on and off personalities, this will create this split in your being. So on a health and well-being element to talk about the the power that you were talking about that hairdressers have, the power comes from awareness. It comes from being aware of when you are inauthentic with how you're relating in a salon environment. If you're not congruent, if you're not authentic with all of who you are, which is preparing you, which is what we did in the last four podcasts, preparing your body, 
preparing your 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 um, emotions, preparing your energy to step in so that you're whole and you step in authentically in the, on that salon floor and relate with your clients in authenticity so that you don't create burnout, so that you don't have to go home and actually self-medicate, so that you don't create psychological splits in your psyche that actually causes long-term ailments later on which show up with the bad back which show up with the bad shoulders and the arms and and the hips and all of the things that go on you know with uh, and and then on top of that you've got chemicals that actually cause migraines and cause all sorts of skin psoriasis and all sorts of things that come out in the body when the body has had enough now this is all how we take on information engagement the psychology behind what is actually exchanged between us and others and how we take it on and how the body processes it. So understanding that we're humans showing up on a salon floor and how our body processes the engagements that we have with our clients is fundamental to becoming the professional and raising the bar, guys, raising the bar on us being seen as professionals in the industry again and not allowing our clients to push the button on the empathetic nature that hairdressers are and push hairdressers around. Now, a lot of clients are really quite demanding. Like you were saying before, Brad, they're so demanding and they actually push on the empathetic buttons in hairdressers because hairdressers are known not to have boundaries. Again, what you were sharing, such mm-hmm. these are such important points. It's like if you are tired of that bully hairdresser, that, that client that comes in and goes, Oh, I want you to do and do it. Oh, I'm not happy with that. Can you do and you're just like sitting there being pushed around by this client where they you're not acknowledged at all. And that's not the client's fault. That's your fault. Because I get on socials and I see, oh, this client's done this to me. And then they ask for a haircut. And then they actually turn around and said, No, 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 I want it like this. So this hairdresser has been bullied and pushed into doing two or three haircuts in one sitting because there's no boundaries there. And this is the psychology. This is understanding of, well, there are no boundaries. Take responsibility and go, okay, I don't ever want that experience to happen again. It's like I had that client that had a nervous breakdown in my chair and I said, I never want to have that experience again. That was traumatic for me. And we're like looking at trauma now, like, I'm, I'm not going to touch on that because trauma, I am going to touch on it, but just not in this moment, but it has just come up now. Like let's look at the trauma that that causes and the, the, the seriousness of trauma, the seriousness of trauma. And I'm talking about the traumatic experiences that clients actually put us through, hairdressers through, and how we deal with that psychologically like how we process that in the body, how we process that in our mind. What do we do with that information? You know, do we journal it? Do we run it out? Do we dance it out? What are we doing with that information when a client's bullied us? 
because that's like a session with a psychologist or a therapist or a transpersonal counselor or somebody to help you unwind. And then there's the the reverse where hairdressers aren't equipped enough and they're not sitting in their professional capacity and are not listening to their clients properly and actually reading the nonverbal cues from the client and then taking that information, the whole holistic information of the body of information that's come to them from the client through words and otherwise, and then translated that back to them so that they don't cause trauma to the client, Mm -hmm. which happens a lot. And I've Personally, I've actually a lot of my clients that come to me have been traumatized by hairdressers because they haven't listened to them. So this is also in the wave of psychology. You know, this is the psychology of what we do, why it's important to understand this information and why it's important to stop whinging about the fact, well, we're not seen as professionals and we're not seen as, you know, frontliners. Well, we need to step up together. And I know this sounds like a bit of a banter, but we need to step up together as a collective mm-hmm. industry and raise the bar. And raising the bar means actually having more knowledge and more information and more skills about what it is that we do outside of the scissors and the tint brush and the foils. And this is the other information. This is the bar raising information of understanding what's really going on with our human interaction experiences. Yeah, I think that's so true because I've seen and and been part of or dealt with people that were psychologically bullying, wanted their own way. You could, this came to mind sort of while you're talking as well. You were talking about social media, you were talking about showing up. So if you're showing up authentically into work, you checked yourself out, I'm ready for the day, you get a brand new client and they've just been on social media and what did they show you? A filtered picture which you know is unrealistic, it's unauthentic. So here you are, uh, uh, an authentic stylist dealing with an authentic client and the client wants something that's not even real or maybe not even attainable. But they're like, no, I see it here. It's this exact color. The blend is beautiful, all that kind of stuff. And that's one thing too, I think that puts stress on us as well. It can put trauma on the client because if they know they can't have that, what if you tell them, no, this isn't real? It's a filter because to them it's real. They see it. It's on online. It's, you know, it must be real. But when you, so how do you, so anybody listening, how do you kind of deal with that? When somebody comes in, they have a filtered picture. Do you tell them up front, this is filtered or yes, I'll do that for you. No problem. I'll go in the back and mix up a magic formula. Or do you say, um, based on your skin tone and facial shape, this is what I can do with this pick as an inspiration. So there's different ways of dealing with it. And that's one thing, like you said, we have all the skills and tools to learn how to color, to learn how to cut, to learn how to braid, to learn how to do all that stuff. But what they don't really show us, um, you know, in school is really people skills. They don't really show us soft skills. They don't show us people skills. They don't teach us how to deal with drama, trauma, drama. <laughs> you know, yeah. save the drama for your mama. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, take it home. And don't put it in the shop. We don't want any gossip and all that stuff in the shop. But mm. but as I say, yes, absolutely be honest. And that's what we should be. Because if you're honest with a client, I think even if the client is disappointed, but you have a great solution for them, 
They're going to thank you rather than you trying to do this filtered pick. And most of them are wigs too. And a lot of people don't realize that, that these picks that they have, these are people with lace wigs on. A lot mm -hmm. of these celebrities, lace wigs, because I deal in that world. So they think, oh, yeah, this is great. I want to have hair like so-and-so. Mm -hmm. But we have to be realistic. And if we're honest behind the chair and yeah. you're in your authentic self and you're doing the best for them, I think there's going to be less trouble down the road. And I think that's a great way to diffuse just by being honest, rather than going in the back, mixing up something, throwing it on and saying, you're going to look exactly like this picture. Nobody can ever promise that. Even if you're the best colorist, hairstylist in the world, always under deliver over promise, or sorry, under promise over deliver. So always give them more, but, but don't just have an award on your station and say, I'm the best because I won one award in my entire career. I'm amazing. You know what I mean? That That's another way I think that sets trauma for them as well. Like Mariana said, they come in with trauma already because of people not listening. And that's part of the consultation. And why would that client have to have their hair recut three times in the same session unless somebody wasn't listening or somebody wasn't clarifying or somebody wasn't, you know, re like once, once you hear it, make sure you speak it back. So you mm -hmm. fully understand, make sure they hear it so they know that what you're repeating back is exactly what they said. Because a lot of times they've read terms in books and said, I want this, I want that, which may or may not be suitable for them. But it, you as the artist should be there and you want to minimize and, and give the best experience possible by having yourself come in authentically, have your mindset to go in a positive mindset that that it can be a great experience for all of you so when you go home you can maybe be tired and your body is sore it's because you're happy because you made people happy not because you're so stressed out and your mind is like uh you know i need some alcohol i need a cigarette i need some kind of substance because i'm just shaking because of, of this this person or this situation i've had or how i dealt with it or could it help you know this this topic is so big. I don't know how we're gonna cover it in in our time, but but we're 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 gonna do our best. But I'll but I'll uh, switch it back over to Mary Anna so she can go a little bit deeper. And if um, you have any any thoughts um, as you're watching, because we like you to be as interactive as possible. If you have any thoughts, any questions on. Uh, you know, the psychology um, or anything that you've dealt with, um, the psychology of hairdressing, your interpretation, please put it in. I'd love to bring up your comments and we love to celebrate and interact with you. Yeah, it is a big topic, isn't it? And I, um, oh, I find clients will listen if you're honest with your knowledge and cap capabilities saying no shows, saying no shows your professionalism. Yes, certainly does, Sharon. Hello, Sharon. <laughs> so, does, so, so does saying no. So so a question for you, Mariana. So is saying no, is that a boundary? Or is saying no knowing your skill set? It's both. It's knowing your skill set and actually setting a boundary. Like it's mm -hmm. boundaries are personal. You know, boundaries are personal and they need to be kept. I believe they need to be kept personally until somebody actually meets the edge of that boundary and then you need to address it with them. So it's something that every individual needs to set for themselves. 
you know, I, I will do this and I won't do that. I, I will go this far and I won't go that far. And the, 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 this is the edge of my personal capacities because this is what keeps me happy. This is what keeps me in joy and this is what doesn't stress me out. This is what keeps me in the kind of day I want to have and be in the kind of energy I want to maintain. So those boundaries are individual for every single person and you need to set your own. And they're imperative. They're imperative to have in place. And I cannot... I cannot stress that enough because I don't believe that hair, enough hairdressers have boundaries in place enough for what they do. And mm -hmm. this is where the burnout occurs. Burnout occurs from not having boundaries. Burnout occurs from trying to be the pleaser. Burnout occurs from not understanding and being overwhelmed by the like there's so much information and there's so many different skill sets in hairdressing, you don't realise that you can choose what it is that you want to do. If you want to specialise in being colour because that brings you joy and you love it and that's all you do, that's all you do. Mm -hmm. This is a boundary. I want to actually like inspire and encourage hairdressers that are listening to this at the moment like set the boundary if you want to just cut hair all day because you love cutting hair then that's all i do i'm just going to cut hair mm -hmm. you know it's like it, it it's these are just examples and they're simple examples but it's like what do you love doing guys like what do you love doing what brings you the highest level of joy when you're doing it and everything else can get wiped out. And just watch when you do that, how your stress levels just go vroom. And then your joy levels actually raise up and become a high bar in that, in that instance because you've chosen to stand in your power. You've chosen to own what it is that you love. You've chosen to call the shots on what you will and won't do. So these boundaries are like we can we can talk about boundaries for a whole podcast. <laughs> we can <have laughs> just boundaries in itself, and you know, and yeah. your value. You know, what are your values with that? I'm going to do coloring because coloring actually brings out my artist. Mm -hmm. There's a value. You're an artist. The value is that you're an artist and when you do colours, it actually inspires the artist in you. Or you could be a cutter and it inspires the artist in you. And I really love when I'm in creative flow. Like this is allowed. This is allowed. You don't have to be everything. You don't have to do everything and be marvellous at everything. This is a... This is the demise and the breakdown of your own psyche and the pressure of being in a commercial environment and actually needing to show up 360 degrees running around and spiralling yourself in order to let somebody walk out of your salon with a great head of colour and a cut and a blow wave and all the rest of it that they brought in a picture from for mm. you to copycat. So in Evolve, I actually encourage my students 
to step away completely from magazines and pictures and any of that. We actually we actually get rid of that in our program. And the idea is, is that we, we're really dealing with the person in front of us and we're understanding the person that is in front of us. And we'll look at that next week in the podcast for communication and we'll break down communication and how we do that. But right now, that's a whole other subject. But right now it's like understanding the steps of what it takes to actually do the job that you do. And that's the first one is who are you? Who are you? This is the first psychological element of awareness. Who are you? Who is the client that's sitting in front of you? That's the second one. How do you understand? How do you unpack that person that's sitting in front of you where it doesn't actually burn you out and you need to come up with the answers for them? This is evolve now. So how do you actually retrieve? How do you unpack? How do you unfold a client's internal dialogue stories characteristics and all of these elements which are far more profound than a picture that they're going to come in and show you which causes a stress because no one can ever as you were just saying before no one can ever in their mind's eye guarantee a client that they will transform them into the picture that they've shown up it's not even them and actually the person in the picture isn't even themselves it's not they're filtered and there's there's there there's all sorts of things that go on and you and I both know I mean I was a stylist as well and work with photographers and I know how they airbrush those pictures and I know what they do with them before they even go to print so any hairdresser bringing you any sorry any client bringing you a picture and going make me look like this is actually in the world of fantasy and illusion it's unrealistic And what's sitting in front of you, and this is the psychology of what we're talking about, what's sitting in front of you is what's real. What's sitting in front of you is the only thing you can work with. So taking alleviating burnout and stress and pressure to make somebody be something they're not, which then loops you into this trouble loop is about really taking a look at what's in front of you, what is authentically in your chair and showing up and stripping back the layers of the person that's there, of your expectation of ter- to turn this client into a business card so that they can walk down the street and look like J-Lo and Beyonce and all, like other that mimicking sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I went to so-and-so and he made me look like Beyonce and he she made me look like J-Lo. And, and, but who are you? Who is that person that's sitting in front of you? And this is like we're actually moving into the psychology of the client now. We've come out of you, the hairdresser, now the psychology of the client. Who is the client that's sitting in front of you? What makes them who they are? What, what, how are you going to take that information and transform it into a hair and into a haircut for them that actually highlights their personality and authenticity, not actually masquerades that and keeps those masks on? So now we're actually stepping into the psychology of that client and actually looking at it and going, okay, and this is for me in, in my, in, from my perspective, this is for me honouring a person that's sitting in your chair, 100%. 
because you're not creating illusion. You're not creating delusion. You're not actually advocating fantasy and you're not promoting something that a client will never be able to attain at home. You're setting a really high bar for failure and it's not attainable at home. These things are never attainable at home. So it's how do you flip that around now and actually support the psychology of your client of going home and empowering them now to go, I can, I, I saw how, you know, my stylist did it and they didn't do anything. Like I would say 98% of the time, I don't even dry my client's hair anymore because my, my, my empowerment piece is no, this is, this is, this is the haircut. This is totally going with your natural hair your natural flow, your curl, your style, whatever the shape of your face, who you are as a person, how you live your life, what it is that you do with your life. And when you walk out of here, that is you. And that will always be you. And nothing will change about you because we've met that now. There is congruence between my understanding of who you are and your understanding of the capacity of what we can do here. End of story. And this is, this actually starts, can you actually start feeling it? It minimizes the split between being authentic to your client and to self and taking away and alleviating the pressure. And we're now actually moving away from burnout. We're moving away from compassion fatigue. We're moving away from emotional labor. I want to talk about more like emotional labor. <laughs> So 98% of a hairdresser's job is to emotionally provide for their client's well-being. Whether you want to believe this or not, but that's what you're doing. You, that's what you're doing. You're, can I get you a tea? Are you comfortable? This is all emotional care. Are you comfortable? Can I get you another towel? Can I get you another cup of tea? Would you like a magazine? Would you... How are you feeling? How can I make your stay more comfortable? This is all emotional labor that's actually being inputted into the service. And this is draining your emotional body. And we looked at the emotional body two podcasts ago, and this drains your emotional capacity. And that has never factored into the service. It's never factored into the service. It's an expectation. From the collective mindset of our industry, that that's just something you do. It's not something you charge for. <laughs> it's not something that's implemented when you're actually sitting down with the structure of your worth, of how you relate with a client. It's not factored in to the whole makeup and the service prov providing to that client that you need to factor in and going, okay, how much emotional toll is this going to take on me? How much of my emotional body do I need to invest to be engaged with this client at this level? Understanding that client, and I'm talking about regulars, understanding that client. Because some you have some clients that are silent that, you know, they're professionals and they're busy in their mind and they just want to have a, they just want to get their hair done. And you need to show up professionally, do their hair and let them go. 
And then you have other clients that show up and they sit in your chair and they want to tell you everything. They want to tell you what's going on with their husband and their marriage and their kids and their mother and their best friend and the trip that they went on on the weekend and where they're going next week and and on it goes. And you're sitting there having, and we'll talk about communication next week, but taking on board all of this information and emotionally actually needing to meet empathetically with this information to the client and what happens to you in that process is that if you're not authentic in those moments and actually know what your boundary is and go I don't have capacity for that because that is allowed guys like this is the awareness the skills this is why we're doing this Brad hey this like this is allowed like you can actually say hey I'm sorry, but I actually can't. I, I don't have the capacity to hold that much information in my body. And you can set the boundary and go, my capacity to have, we'll talk about this in communication next week as to how you can do that. But my capacity is to, um, you know, can we not, I, I can't hold your emotional turmoil with your relationship. I would suggest that you see a counsellor. I would suggest that you go and see a therapist, you know, like, you can say no. You can say I can't do that. You can say that's not my that's not my ability. It's not my skill set. You can say that, but hairdressers don't. They take it on, and they take it on, and they take it on, and then it actually becomes emotional labor that they're also putting in, putting into that service, which causes burnout. So if you can start feeling the pieces that come together that actually create a session, a session with a client, it's not just doing somebody's hair. Let's break it down, which is what I've done with Evolve. I have broken down what a session comprises of, what every element that you actually move through in, in a session with a client and all the different possibilities of what that session can look like and whether you want to hold it or not. You don't have to hold it. And if you're going to become a therapist, even though Evolve will actually prepare you to become an evolved holistic hairdresser to have these interactive skills and tools, you're still not a therapist. So you don't have the capacity. It's sort of, for me, it's just a bit icky actually that, hairdressers are expected to be therapists and to be a therapist you really need to know your stuff you really need to know how to interact and hold space with a client in that kind of capacity you can't advise a client and I think most hairdressers do advise their clients well I think you should do this and I think you should do that and I think you should go there and it's like wow <laughs> <laughs> wow like it's not it's not yours to advise it's not your life to advise is what I want to actually share in that moment like it's not your life to advise it's not it's it, it's irresponsible to do so so this is stuff that we can can alleviate that psychological burden that that pressure on you to alleviate it and actually go hey I'm not a therapist. Hey, I'm not this. I can hold this container. This is the capacity of my container. This is what I can do with you. But I'm not a therapist. 
And then you have a network of therapists that you work with and you can actually send them off to see, you know, this person here because they do this work and you're like, oh, I think this person would be amazing with you. Go and see them. They'll help you with that. And then you become a network, a, a broad network beyond going to the chiropractor and you actually become a health network professional, which is what Evolve actually leads you into, becoming a holistic network provider where you understand who your network, who is in your network and who can support you and your clients to have a holistic experience of their life. That's not your job. That's not your role at all. Hairdress says it's not their role. Their role is to hold in a much bigger capacity. So it's like with what we're talking about with Evolve, there is a container that you can actually build but understand what's already in the container and how to hold that container. And that's what we move through with Evolve, how to hold the container of a hairdresser. Yeah, and that's great what you said, Mariana. So so for me, it's like, and that's one way to alleviate if you recommend you're allowing the flow to happen. So you're not taking it on to yourself psychologically, because then that's what we do. Yes, we're, we're to hold, but you don't want to hold this conversation, next conversation, it's weighing down on you the whole day. You're getting all stressed out mentally, that sort of thing. But what, what a great way to expand with other people in your in your network, in your neighborhood, in your like knowing people that have this. So rather than having people just complain in your chair, do nothing about it, you know, then you can say, I would recommend or here's I'll write Here's a piece of paper with a number you can call. But any words that you speak have power. So if you recommend anything for anybody or give any advice, know that if they follow up on your advice. And now somebody comes in and says, why did you tell so-and-so this, blah, 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 you know, about their situation? Then, then that, like, like Marianne said, it's on you. And the, the best way to keep yourself authentic, free and clear is, mm -hmm. is, you know, recommend or just don't say anything or steer the conversation to something that's toward the client and the service and the products. You know what I mean? Because yes, a lot of people say, well, I come to you because you're cheaper than a shrink or you're cheaper than a bartender, <laughs> right? Sort of thing. So they assume that it's known that people just talk to hairstylists. And most hairstylists, because we are generally people per people oriented, people persons, that people know that, oh, I can go to my hairdresser and I can just talk to them. Because we have a code of ethics and things like that, that we don't share our clients, you know, private conversations, but also too, we shouldn't have to take on a lot of those conversations because I think there's that fine line too, or that split when a client becomes a friend or when you're doing a friend's hair, where does that line? So when you're being authentic and in yourself and a service provider that we kind of keep it always authentic. And, and I just don't want to get off track, but yeah, be responsible for your words because words have power. Oh my, and, 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 and why would you choose? Like, I, I, I'm going to bring something in here. I want to bring ego into this because this is part of the psych, the psychological paradigm that we're in. Why would you choose to take on somebody else's life by advising them 
um, and take that responsibility home with you. Because when you advise, you are taking that home with you. And I want to just bring to your awareness when you when you actually bring um, when you sorry I'm, I'm I'm being I'm being distracted by um, oh, Sharon. The, uh, yeah, yeah, we can guide, not counsel. One of my biggest lessons in realizing how important our professional boundaries and educating our clients on this. Exactly right. Well, Sharon knows this because Sharon's just finished doing Evolve, so. She understands that whole process now and then what, you know, moving from the advisor to becoming the guide in what we do, which is what we learn, how to shift the mindset from the advisor to the guide, which is an expected characteristic of being a hairdresser. But I want to come back to the ego. Thank you, Sharon, for that. I want to, um, for sharing that, I want to come back to the ego and it's the ego that actually puts us in that place because instead of actually sitting in the conscientious skill sets that we have in terms of an empowered person that we are, advising gives you that leg up. It actually overpowers the client and actually oversees which takes away the power from the client, but what's going on? It will fuel you in that moment and make you feel amazing in that moment that you've got the power. But, but what's really happening is that you're taking all of that because your ego is pushing you to, but you're taking all of that responsibility off your clients and you're carrying it yourself. So what ends up happening is even though in the moment you feel amazing because you advise the client and it lit them up in that moment, you actually took away the power from your client to find that out for themselves, to actually self-initiate self themselves in their own conscientiousness, which is why I shift my hairdressers from advisors to guides. Because if you have the communication skill set, which we'll look at next week, but if you have the communication awareness of how to unpack a conversation and how to understand how to listen to cues, to nonverbal and verbal cues with a client, you are able then to actually decipher and unpack and unfurl what's really going on in the in the um in the psychology of that of that client, in the essence of that client, in the emotional body of that client, and not take it on board, but actually guide them into their own awareness. Now, this is actually moving towards being more of a therapist. This is actually moving towards being more of a counselor in a way. I'm a therapist and I've taken Evolve right to the edge of understanding that information. But but you're not a therapist, so I can't call you therapist. Um, <laughs> um, what we can do is we can actually understand the content and the information of the dialogue and, and the conversations that go on between us and the client. So if we actually really step into the ego and, I, you know, realistically, hairdressing is is really foundationally built on ego. It really is. Like the ego of actually pumping up the ego of a client pumping up the ego of the hairdresser. It's all like, you know, what's going on in the fashion world? I am, I am, I am, I am. And it's, it's this very egotistical industry on a commercial level that we're actually building 
you know, the demise of people's self-worth and self-essence and authenticity. And we've built a $64 billion industry around the the, the lack of self-worth with people. So if we're actually going to become holistic hairdressers, we need to understand the psychology of what's going on with what, how we're interacting with our clients and we're not building them down so that we can step up. We're actually meeting them from human to human. We're having very real interactive conversations and we're understanding them. We're really understanding who they are. This is empathy at the highest level. We're not empathizing for them to overtake us and to push our empathetic buttons. This is empathy at the highest level. This is I'm going to be empathetic because I'm a human and you're a human and we're going to engage in an empathetic exchange. But I'm not going to take your stuff on board and you're not going to take my stuff on board. We're going to actually unpack what's really here and you're going to walk away feeling empowered and I'm going to be left feeling empowered and not depleted. This is, this is, this is how we're eradicating burnout, by understanding this information. And, again, we really dive deeply and evolve with all of this information and this content and we exercise it and we understand it on a personal, we take it into the salon, we unpack it in the salon, and we actually start becoming interactive with all of this stuff and how it really plays out. It's, again, if we want to raise the bar on what we're doing, we need to raise our own bar. We need to raise our own bar. There's no raising the bar with our industry without raising our own personal bar and our own cognitive understanding our own psychological awareness of what really is playing out when we're sitting in a space with another person so ego hairdressers and I know this is like a big deal and like a lot of hairdressers are writing a whole career on their ego I am I am I am I am you know and instead of actually receding and one of the things I like to actually see with you know most hairdressers that I know wear black in the salon and I love that because I've actually taken it instead of it you know it is an empowering color because I, I wear black all the time and it's 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 my color it always has been for four decades it's been my color so it's it's empowering for me but what I love about it the most is that it recedes me when I'm in space with another person that person actually becomes magnified in the space my black clothing actually helps me contain my container and it recedes me allowing the client to be center stage because it's about what they're moving through when they come to see you it's not about how you can overpower and overbear that's the ego and I just I want to actually just use that like using what we wear and how we show up in a way that actually empowers us and actually contains us and also empowers the client as well it's not overtaking and overbearing we need to understand the psychological differences of the ego showing up and when the ego is showing up and if the ego is actually in it, you're only talking through your ego or where the realness, the, the element of your authentic self, where is that playing out with your exchanges here with a client? Where is that? Is it even available? 
Is it the persona? Is it the identity? What is playing out with your interactions with your clients? Who is playing out? And this is another like receding it back and going, okay, who is here? What is here? What is happening here? What, you know, who's talking right now? Like it, it's it's really that finite. Who's talking right now? Is it my ego persona hairdresser or is it me? myself mm-hmm. and, and if you're not if you're not actually showing up as yourself um how are you going to actually maintain your balance and your you're not burning out and your sustainability in this industry for a long term because there's only so long you can keep that persona going and then as we know you know and we learn and evolve there is a rite of passage, there's an evolution, there's transformation that occurs at every turning point, at every cycle and understanding the cycles and what goes on in those cycles. And you too will move through those cycles, guys. You too will move through those cycles and are you prepared to transform through those transitional moments in your life in order to meet your authenticity over and over and then introduce those parts to your clients. Now, me speaking like this, I would love to hear if anybody's excited about actually like listening to this kind of dialogue. Like it can you feel really what will transpire? Like is there is there any weight coming off your shoulders? Is there any like Oh my God, I can actually be like that. I can actually transform. I don't have to hold this posture. I don't have to pretend to be somebody that I'm not. I can actually tell my clients that I'm feeling sad today or I'm feeling emotional. Like what's going on for you in this conversation? I want to hear. I want some interaction as well because it's like this is like profound this is a profound change of the mindset of the psychological mindset of the hairdresser. We've never had this information available to us before. We've never been told that this is okay. We've never been alerted that behaving in this way is psychologically damaging for us in the long term. And now there's self-care for our psychological well-being, our physical, our emotional, our our energetic well-being. This is what's going on here. Like this is available now with Evolve, me putting together Evolve and why I put together, why I spent 10 years going, there's no way, there's no way I'm going to let the next generation of hairdressers move through this industry without knowing how to care for themselves holistically. This is imperative for the sustainability and the longevity of this industry to carry through and to raise the bar and to actually be really be seen for the professionals and the work that we bring to people every day. There's a conversation going on here. There is, but it's great. Um, But we love you. Yeah, it's great you're talking to each other, but we love you to talk to us. As well. Hello, hello, hello. This is Sharon and Beck having a conversation about the rest of it. But then, Sharon, it makes my nervous system drop. And that's exactly so. When you're listening, I mean, we get more deeper and more intense every week that you come. We love to have a community, a family. But yeah, know that that balance. How much are you listening? How much are you talking? Are you 
as a stylist dumping on your clients all day long on your own drama <laughs> and not really listening to them. It's not always the client. Sometimes it can be, you know, us, us as well. So Sharon, yeah, I run my whole salon is run so differently now. Yeah. So, and as I say, like Sharon, if you want to put in the comments, what are some things that you do differently now than before? What are some major changes that you've had? Um, what can you put in the comments that may inspire other people uh, kind of watching or listening? Because we love engagement. And if you're loving this, we like to know too. Because the same, like you love feedback from your client. We also love feedback from you. Because, you know, um, of course, Marianne and I can just talk and talk and talk. But, <laughs> but we like to have you involved as well because we want to. And this is why it's changing the hairdress, hairdressing from the inside out. Because it's yeah. not just about technical skill. It's not just about, you know, what you learned in school. We're kind of teaching you what you didn't learn in school. And these are things that you actually need that you maybe, like people have said, never thought of it that way before. Um, to, be, to be honest, or as I say, with, with Mary Jo, I mean, the same, never thought about it that way. And that's exactly what we need to do is be that catalyst. Or you can be the catalyst in your shop by now thinking about things differently, doing things differently. Other people around you will see, hey, that person's doing something differently. Maybe I'll talk to them, start a conversation or show, um, you know, what they're, what, what they're doing. So Sharon's brought in no phone ringing, no talking at the basin. A salon is filled with plants and calm energy, which is amazing. Uh, we have... And I find uh, since starting to become more self-aware, I think I've done the work, uh, took time away, but I find swinging back in one foot um, in, one foot out. I don't have the capacity to hold space in my professional life when I'm holding space at home. And I think that's the big, and we talked about this on one of our previous podcasts about that balance of having your work-life balance, because it isn't easy a lot of times and people are getting burnt out or why are you going for that fix? Or why do you get home? All, you, you leave home, you're already stressed. You have to have coffee to start your day. You're already wired now for the day. Now you've had clients, clients, clients. Now you get home, you're like, I need my wine because I've just had a day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's, and that's all you need to say. Like <laughs> some, some attentive spouses already have the bottle and the wine for you. <laughs> they, they know, let me get this, let them do their wine down. And, but that's really what it is. Self-preservation, yeah. but we also, yes, we're taking care of clients, but we can't, can't take care of clients if we're not taking care of ourselves. Exactly. And yes, we have many hats. We're a spouse. We're a friend. We're a lover. We're a partner. We're a somebody's sibling. We're somebody's parent. We're somebody's child. We're somebody's whatever. Because a lot of us, some of us do the hair and we also do something else. Like they, they have some side hustle. They deliver papers. They do this because the hairdressing gig isn't paying enough. But what if you could reimagine your hairdressing life where you didn't have to work 70 hours a week, 80 hours a week to get minimum wage. What if, you know, you could arrange it that you had time to spend with your family. You had boundaries that were set. You protect yourself emo emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, uh, sort of thing. So 
um, cleaning the salon at the start of the and the end of the day, cleaning ourselves after each client to avoid energy transference and taking that home to my family, which is exactly true. So for myself, I'm fully trained in hair massage, hair aesthetics, massage, and holistic. So with myself, with doing a client and you have that deep connection, you may not be talking preferred if you're doing massage or facial, but then too, a lot of times right up to the elbow, you know, I would rinse in cool water or I'd have an exercise where I would release all that stuff from that transference. But people don't. And that's one thing they do not teach you in school. They don't teach you about the transference. They don't teach you about. I know when you're young and you're starting, you're nervous enough just to not mess up <laughs> that haircut when the guide, you know, and never mind some of these clients that come to you um, to the school that they're now dumping on you that you're taking home. And, and we do have more now. Uh, psychologically, I believe that we take on that we shouldn't have to. But there's ways through listening to these podcasts, I suggest you go back to number one, listen through them, that there are ways now that we have workable um, uh, techniques that you can apply, um, that you can um, utilize to take back your power, to um, you know set boundaries, to not have to freak out or just say, um, I'm working part-time above uh, award, above and beyond or above award, above award. This is still healing in this new phase, took burnout and moving interstate to learn to delve deep inside into myself. Boundaries have uh, been my biggest saving grace. So I'll let you um, address that, Marianne, if you want to uh, take I, on that comment. Beck, I love that. Like it, it's, 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 it, it is a process. You know, it's a process. And like, even though we're having this conversation, Brad and I having this conversation, we've had been having a, you know, this is our fifth conversation and there'll be, you know, a few more. Um, it does take time. This, this stuff, which is the reason why it takes 12 months to do Evolve, because it does take a process of time to unwind the neuropathways that have been established in the culture of the industry that we've been in that's been passed down to us. So we have to start somewhere. We have to start somewhere. And starting with yourself, Beck, is amazing. Like, thank you for sharing that. It's amazing that you're, you, you've, you've realised that it starts with the self. It starts with actually unwinding and unfurling yourself and doing self-care on yourself, which is why we start with initiation in Evolve. We start with the self first, unpacking all your layers so that you know what's going on for you and do the work for you to bring you into a place where you can actually handle working with the deeper implements of the industry, the psychological element of the industry. So this is all very important. And I just want to really stress here, not stress, that's a terrible word. I really just want to <laughs> It's a terrible word. I want to encourage and inspire is that it's not a, a quick fix situation that we're, we're actually addressing here. This is going to take time and this is going to take patience and it's, it's going to take peeling back each layer at a time and actually changing the neuropathways of how you take care of yourself, how you show up in the salon, how you relate with your clients, how you run your business, how you relate with your staff, and how you actually take all of that home to your family. 
Like there's so many different elements to this and we need to strip back, which is what we do again with Evolve, which is why it's 12 modules. We strip back every layer of your being, the most important aspects of yourself so that by the time you get home, there's no one foot in and one foot out like was just shared before. There's no one foot in. It's both feet in and both feet in everywhere you go. There mm. isn't this split in the psyche. There isn't this split at your home and in the business. There is no more splits. We're merging, we're integrating, we're embodying the absolute aspect of being holistic as a person with everything you do in and out of the salon. There's no separation. There's no separation. And that's going to take time because a lot of people that I know have had to actually be something else and someone else to do this job because it's the only way they can survive through it because it's a lot. It's a lot. And if you're feeling burnt out and you're feeling feeling stressed, and you're like going, I can't, I can't carry this anymore. I can't do this anymore. This is not sustainable anymore. You're right. It's not. This mm -hmm. industry, the way it's running, is not sustainable anymore in this way. It is not. It is not caring and it's not compassionate to you as a human being. And it's up to you to make those changes for yourself by taking a step forward and joining us for Evolve 2024, I'm just going to throw that in <laughs> just then, joining us for Evolve 2024 and changing that, making a commitment to make change in your world. And firstly, even before Evolve, start taking a look at all the things that you can't stand anymore. What are they? Get a journal out. Get a piece of paper out. What can't you stand doing any more? What have you had enough with? What do you hold your breath over? What do you have to take a deep breath and go just hold it together until the end of the day when I get home and hit that bottle to release it all? What mm -hmm. is it that you're holding on, you're gripping onto so tightly to stay in this unsustainable business that we're in? Mm -hmm. Exactly. I want to thank everyone who's been on and sharing because that's what it's all about to share so we can connect with you. Um, and we have so many neuro anchors. We have so many anchors in our life that they're just embedded right in us that it, it takes time to get rid of those. Plus, we have these constant movies that play in our heads all day long. And you keep seeing the same movie over and over and over, whether it's real or whether it's imagined, it's always kind of there. And those are things we kind of have to take care of as well when we come into our authentic selves to say, no, I don't have to like this, this is resolved. Or as like Mariana says, you know what I mean? There's other, there's ways where you can say, I'm going to take hold of the reins. I'm going to take you know, I'm going to create boundaries. I'm going to not be split in half. It's always when you have two feet in, two feet on the ground, you're grounded. One foot on the ground, you're likely to fall over, right? So you kind of need and think of it that way. So whatever you're in, always be 100% mindful there in that space. If you're at home in that space, be in, be at home in that space. Leave work behind. The same when you come to work, 
leave life, home life behind. Your clients don't necessarily want to hear about your home life. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and your work life doesn't want to hear about what goes on at home. But as I say, like, oh, do we have? Yes. So um, I can only say it's been life-changing with how I show for the salon and at home, or show up, I mean. I show up for the salon and at home. Uh, it was a lot of work changing my thought process and setting boundaries. I love the whole process. But I think, too, sometimes going in and going deep, I think, can be really scary for people. Because people want change, but they don't like the challenge. It's a transformation part. Like people love the butterfly, but they don't necessarily like the caterpillar and mm -hmm. and and the cocoon around it. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, it's all. <laughs> so I think that's what it is. It's it's being when you're going through that metamorphosis into something beautiful, you may have to change from something that people thought you were. And and you are who you are, not who people think you are. Because you grow and you change and you evolve and you become different, right? Say, so, like, what if I come next week, I have short blonde hair. You know, people are like, oh, that's not him. He has dark hair. You know, because people assume they create a picture of you. And if you allow people to continue that, or let's say you fall into people's modes, uh, molds of you, you're going to be inauthentic with yourself. You're going to get stressed out. And that's when you're going to have that emotional breakdown. You're going to have that um, um, not being authentic with yourself. And you're also going to have that burnout. And I think those are the biggest things um, that, that really we've we touched on so far is kind of being authentic, burnout, right? Which I think most people and fatigue. Those are the biggest things that people people have. And and I'll also say it's not all that. There is a wonderful, passionate, amazing side to that, you know, as well. But as we kind of, oh, we're already like almost 830, like one minute. <laughs> so um, I, I'm not sure if, Mariana, you have something you still want to cover that we haven't touched on yet that we want to make sure we get if everybody's okay with staying a few extra minutes. We try to keep it about 90, but we love the engagement. Um, and we love connecting with everybody because I really love an online family. If we get to meet you in person, even better, um, which we'll discuss how that can happen uh, uh, as we wrap up. But I'll turn it over to you, Mariana, if you have some uh, closing thoughts or anything that you still wanted to cover. Um, look, they, I, I'm, I'm going to need I'm going to need everybody here for a month with me to cover this topic because it's 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 a whole module, you know, like. The psychology of hairdressing is a really big module in um, thank you for being with us back. Um, enjoy your day. Do it differently today. Maybe do some one thing differently today. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's a really big topic. But, like, the core, I actually, you know, go through the module and I pick up what can, some, what can, what can hairdressers actually work with immediately. And like now, like, yeah, we can study, you, we can study evolve and actually become professionals in this field and understand this information at a lot deeper level. But what can you take home? What you can take home is what I want to summarize with what you can take home from this call in this moment is who are you? Who are you when you leave the salon when you're preparing for, the, for your day? Who is preparing for the day? Just, just ask that question. 
in the mirror, stand in front of the mirror when you're getting ready for your day. Who's getting ready? Who's getting ready right now? Who is this person? Is it me? Is it my ego? Is it the hairdresser? Who is it? And just try and get an understanding of who it is that you are. And then when you're working with clients, who's showing up? Who's showing up with different dynamics with clients? This is like understanding the psychology of what's going on for you and then how certain people trigger certain things in you. Like this is now we're becoming, you know, stepping right into it. But just take a look at the interaction between you and other clients and what shows up in that. And then at the end of your day, who's leaving? Who is leaving? What is leaving with you? Are you taking all your clients with you home? Are you sleeping? I actually like to say you sleep with all your clients. Are you sleeping with all your clients at night because you haven't cleansed, you haven't cleared, you haven't grounded, you haven't shaken off? What is going home with you? Now, those three questions, who's who's showing up? who's interacting and who's going home, just those three on a personal level will start developing new neurological threads in your consciousness, in your awareness of yourself and your interactions, which will start permeating further inquiry as to what else is there? Once you know those the answers to those questions, what else is there? I want to know what happens when this happens and I want to understand what goes on with this. And that's how it starts transforming. It starts with a couple of simple questions. So start asking yourself and start looking at your engagements, at your being, at your essence, at your exchanges. Start looking, start asking questions, start inquiring, start getting involved Start getting involved. Stop disassociating. Stop checking out and start showing up. Start showing up and empower, empower the experiences that you're having. This is your time. This is your day. Don't waste a minute of it. Don't Check out and go, I'll pick up myself on the end of the day when this is all done. No, be present for every experience, every adventure. You are honoured to be gifted through every client that walks in your door and just watch how you show up for that. That's my little piece of inspiration. Wow, this has been some episode. We never know because it's never planned out. It's whatever comes just from our knowledge and experience and interaction with our our audience, which we love you for coming every week. Be sure to join us next week for episode six, communication, which is another big one. So get ready to talk, communicate, chat. Uh, I want to thank everyone for Uh, watching. If you have questions on today's episode or would like to be a guest or have a great uh, show idea, email me at hairstylesempowermentpodcast at outlook.com. You want to make sure that you also follow on Facebook, which Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. You can also see the show there, interact, make sure you like and follow the page. Um, You can also follow myself on Instagram at uh, Brad Celebrity Hairstylist. You can also follow um again uh on facebook 
Hairstyles Empowerment Podcast. And you can also follow Mary Anna at Head Ed, her page. She has a lot of great content on there. Again, you can follow at Brad Celebrity Hairstylist. Um, you can follow Mary Anna at head.ed.evolve and uh, Beauty Industry Cruises. Uh, before I go to the next part, Mary Anna, I'll just kind of let you give a shout out so people uh, tell about your website and kind of uh, a little thing you have going on. Um, yeah, like if you want to know um, any more of what it is that we're doing, I'm doing here at Head Ed um, and the movement that I am cultivating, please, you know, jump on www.headed.com.au and you will find all the information there in terms of Evolve, what we're doing, what we stand for, what our ethos at Head Ed is all about and what we're cultivating and um, and motivating hairdressers to actually move more towards. But what I've also got going on at the moment is I've actually got a four-session special for hairdressers that jump on with me to do four mentoring sessions with me that actually create a blueprint of your internal landscape, of what, how your physical body, how your sensory body, how your emotional body and how your energetic body works. And we're going to create over eight hours of mentoring. We're going to actually create a blueprint so that you can take that blueprint and go into Evolve and take it on a deeper journey because Evolve is a really deep journey. And having a starting point, if you want to do some personal development stuff, work with me. This is what I'm offering and I'm offering it at a really beautiful rate for everybody that's tuned in. Um, so just jump on my shop page at www.headed.com.au and check that out and also check out the um, prospectus, the Evolve 2024 prospectus, which I'm so excited about next year. I'm only taking 20 people for next year and this is not because I am trying to create scarcity and I'm being inauthentic and you got to get in and all the rest of it. It's because I want to work intimately with every single person on this course. It's a 12-month journey and I want to have the capacity, my capacity, my boundary is 20 people and that's why the container's got 20 people in it. So if Evolve sounds like something that you're going, yes, this is for me, you need to have a discovery call, jump on the prospectus, you'll get a link to book a discovery call with me so that we can have a chat and to see whether you're ready to evolve. I look forward to seeing you all for next week. And communication, it's the biggest <laughs> module. It's the biggest module in Evolve. It's the biggest, fattest module because all we do is communicate with our clients. Yes. And if you love um, vacation and education, uh, today's episode has been brought to you by Beauty Industry Cruises, powerful education and beautiful destination. So the next one coming up <coughs> is the Halloween one, um, October uh, in the Caribbean, Puerto Plata, leaving from Miami on Virgin Voyage, Scarlet Lady. January uh, 2nd to 9th, 2024. If you love watching the series with Mary Anna and myself, we will be both on an Australian cruise uh, January 27th to February 1st. Um, and you'll see us live, meet us live. We're leaving from Melbourne and it's going to be incredible. Um, then come June will be the Mediterranean and you can go to 
uh, www.beautyindustrycruises.com or uh, on IG, Beauty Industry Cruises. There you can kind of check everything. We'd love to see you live. We love, make sure that that um, you're sharing this, telling other people about it. If you've gotten value from uh, the show this week or the past weeks, or if you've just come on this one, The Psychology, go back, watch the other four all about the body and catch you up to speed when next week we'll be halfway through on our 12-week series. <laughs> yeah. <Woo>! <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like the time goes so fast and every, every episode we try to keep on time. We keep getting a little bit longer and longer and longer. So we have one last con. Oh, okay. Some last comments. So thank, thank you. you. And then thank you, thank you hearts. Is that for one or one for each of us? No, it's yeah. <laughs> I reckon so it's for each of us knowing Sharon. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much, Sharon. Thank you back. Thank you. Um, everybody who's, so if you're, if you didn't put your name, thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, uh, Facebook users. Uh, if you didn't have your name beside your comment, we always appreciate you. We love you joining us and, and we're overwhelmed. I'm just buzzing right now with everybody that did want to share and communicated. We're off to a great start for next week. And we'll see everyone. Oh, one more, one more, one more thing. <laughs> Is there? Yeah, we just want to thank you for watching. And remember to uh, get up, dress up, show up wonderfully and powerfully. And we'll see everyone next time. Mm -hmm.